This episode is sponsored by Blockbases, your platform to navigate Web3 safely. Remember the feeling you have when you connect your wallet to a new dApp or smart contract, not exactly sure if this is safe or not? Well, Blockbases will answer that question for you before making any detrimental mistakes, risking all your assets in your wallet. With Blockbases, you can easily review dApps and smart contracts that have either been audited or hacked. All dApps and smart contracts have been graded with a security score. And if you find yourself wondering, hmm, maybe there were some shady dApps I connected my wallet to in the past. Well, Blockbases makes it easy for you to scan your wallet and revoke access to any dApps or smart contracts that pose a risk to the funds in your wallet. To try Blockbases today, go on blockbases.com. That is blockbases.com. We will dive right in. So welcome everyone to the Cosmos Club, where we talk all things Cosmos. We uh, summarize what's going on in the Cosmos ecosystem on a weekly Twitter thread. And then we invite interesting, fascinating, hardworking builders to, uh, to spaces like these who is building the Cosmos ecosystem. And today we got you guys from Swift Protocol. Welcome, guys. Hi, thank you for having so perhaps uh, we could just kick it off. Uh, I'd like to do this more and more, actually, uh, talking about how you got involved with uh, Swift Protocol and, um, yeah, um, how it all began, really. Um, yeah. And not, just uh, so people uh, know, uh, this is a Swift Protocol as the blockchain Juno project, not the Swift Protocol as in the whole banking TradFi protocol. <laughs> I guess yeah, there's uh, a little confusion sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> when we've had that uh, comment come up. Yeah, it's, it's quite funny. Like what, the first time I heard it, I was like, "Huh, what's that?" And then I, I did more research, and I'm like, "Oh shit, okay, we got the, <laughs> we got the same name." <laughs> but uh, yeah. no, it's it's an interesting story on how um, Swift began because I come from a e-commerce background. I mean, I've been doing like eBay for like the last eight years of my life. And I started like getting in the in the minds of like trying to flip items for profit. And I started off with collectible cards and moved into comic books and and sports cards and Pokemon cards. And one night I was just listing a bunch of uh, products up. And then the thought of like, I was like, how come there isn't an idea like this with crypto listing items or and having at least having an auction or bids or even just directly just buying the item with crypto so i I had that thought and i came across my co-founder joseph we were in the the same uh, program at school in in the computer science and i shared him my idea and he really loved it and he came you know he was already uh, at stargaze as the front end engineer over there and he somewhat introduced me to cosmos which is really cool because i really love what cosmos does with tendermint Mm. and ibc it's everything's open source. The community is really great. And what I like about the community, it's very developer centric with Mm. Swift, at least as we've expanded research and development for like cross six months before we even started um, writing any code, it brings in a new wave of entrepreneurial people onto the blockchain, people who are, who like the technology, who like crypto and want to just get in the habit of buying and selling items or at least growing a business in a blockchain community and having, you know, Swift provides that infrastructure mm. and it's been a, quite a journey for us. You know, we're, we're, we're going to be launching by quarter two of this year, but we're going to soon. We're going to be having um, active stores, especially with the, the, the newest um, announcement with Noble. 
which is very exciting. So, yeah, that's basically the, like how uh, Swift came to be. Damn, Noble is uh, quite the partner these days. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll get more into that. But yeah. just out of curiosity, what the what really captured your attention around Cosmos? Uh, I'm just curious. Obviously, our community is very Cosmos focused, and uh, I don't think you would uh, get any haters from saying how much you love and how much uh, it captured your imagination uh, when you first heard about Cosmos. But what got you interested? Um, mostly Joseph, uh, my my other co-founder. I mean, he just kept on feeding me information about it, and just I saw the upside and the benefits, and. I'm, I haven't been that involved within the community. I've only been involved for honestly less than a year. It's going to be a year in, in, in May, but Joseph's had that extra reach, like that extra expansion on um, within Cosmos. So yeah, it was just mostly learning and adapting to it. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. So yeah, tell us, uh, for the uninitiated, tell us more about what the SWIFT protocol is doing. Again, it's not about the TradFi banking system, how they clear transactions between banks. This yeah. is a whole different ballgame. So uh, what is SWIFT protocol for the uninitiated? So SWIFT protocol is decentralized e-commerce where we allow merchants to create storefronts with zero code. We would obviously be providing templates and they'd be having the creative freedom to customize their site the way they, they please but it's more to that they you know we're able to list items and manage your inventory and being able to buy and sell physical goods or services in exchange with cryptocurrency and us as a company with swift we have more of a utility as a token within our consumer score or our trust score we still haven't decided our name honestly but it's between those two and also our dispute systems between. So if there was a dispute amongst a buyer and a seller, validators would be incentivized to see who would be in the right and who's in the wrong. Mm-hmm. So essentially, it's it's Shopify, but decentralized e-commerce. I was about to say, like, how how would you uh, sort of compare yourself to uh, uh, the big e-commerce platforms that we all know? So Shopify, you mentioned, so... Is it uh, as easy as that, the catchphrase? Is it Shopify, but on uh, uh, on blockchain, basically? Is that the catchphrase? Shopify phrase? on blockchain with cheaper fees. Yeah. Okay, and, nice. And the reason why it's cheaper fees is because, you know, in a centralized world, and a centralized authority, whenever you pay something online with your credit card, as a merchant, you don't receive the full transaction right away. It stops in the middle to the middleman, which is the credit card process, processing system. And mm. they take on average around three to four percent so once you remove that out of the equation and focus on transactions solely on peer-to-peer as small businesses with each transaction i mean the scalability with how many transactions you do the larger it is the better um you can be saving a ton and that that effort can be putting more into shipping costs or even marketing to to scale up your business so Mm. it's really beneficial not only about removing the middleman but us as a company we take cheaper fees we we only take one or two percent of every transaction and even transaction costs between i mean it's beneficial between the seller and also the buyer beautiful i mean it's a huge market that you are addressing um i don't think there's any doubt about that i mean e-commerce is already very 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 big and uh, it's only going to grow from here For so sure. perhaps talk to us about the um i guess 
two two sides. So obviously e-commerce, there's a buyer and then there's the shop and or the, the owner of the shop. So talk to us, uh, I guess, first about uh, how the owner would set up a e-commerce store with uh, with Swift protocol compared to, yeah, let's say Shopify that I think most people would uh, be familiar with when setting up an e-commerce store. Sure thing. Um, so setting up a store, it's as easy. You can set it up, honestly, in a couple minutes. So once you sign up as a merchant, you can list your items up, have them in your inventory. And we're also developing one-click deployments on Akash. So essentially, the, the easy way around is basically allowing to swap our SWIFT tokens for AKT tokens and having your e-commerce store deployed on Akash. There's more, you know, so with the help with interchain accounts, SWIFT creates Akash accounts on behalf of the other users and signs up for a new lease. This simplifies the onboarding process for users who may be unfamiliar with Akash. We don't want them to go on their platform. We're trying to figure out a simple way to one-click. Honestly, just get it done and it's up and running. So Swift leverages journal swaps to convert the Swift tokens into AKT tokens and transfers them into the Akash network in a single transaction. So this mm. seamless process eliminates the need for the users to handle multiple transactions manually. And you know, Swift deploys the the, the new Next.js site on Akash, and this enables a user to have their e-commerce store up and running within minutes. While, while also the deployments and process takes place, you know, the user can still configure their new site and add products to display, and that you know it ensures. Um, users can continue working on their e-commerce store without any downtime. Hmm. And on Shopify, like I've dealt, I've done drop shipping and I've been around the Shopify space. You got to go really deep down in the settings to even try to even customize it. Yeah. And for us at the moment, I mean, we're our, you know, Shopify is a, a subscription based service. We do not at the time uh, at the moment, but there are conversations for that to happen later on. But for mm. now, it's free to use. Beautiful. I love that you are deploying on the cache. That's just yeah. uh, true to the whole decentralized narrative here. <laughs> Another reason why we also love Cosmos and IBC, it's because without IBC, we wouldn't be able to mm. do that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess um, you leverage IBC uh, quite yeah. a bit there. But yeah. um, and, and I'll ask that uh, in a minute also, how you, how you leverage the different uh, Cosmos stack technologies but um so that's the owner so i go on uh, some interface and uh, click a few buttons and then boom i set up a shop on akash uh, basically it's deployed on akash and then yeah i can start selling uh, products as, a, as i can do with uh, shopify so what's the experience from the user's perspective so i go on the shop i you know find a product that i'm interested in and then how do i pay i guess it's the, it's the million dollar question here um okay. literally so there's two ways. If if you're from a Web three, um, if you're from a like a Web three user, um, you know, just go on either Juno Swap or Osmosis Swap your tokens because essentially, Swift isn't going to be the Swift token isn't going to be the only token they're going to be able to buy with that. There's more utility with the token, like I mentioned with disputes and and also the 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 trust score. But if someone wants to pay with USDC or any other native token or CW token, they really can. It's all depending on, on what the merchant wants. And that creates more, so there won't be more volatility with the token. But essentially, 
as a buyer, if you like a product and you see you're comfortable paying with the cryptocurrency that the merchant is offering, you add the product to your cart, proceed with the checkout, choose the shipping method that you'd like, the, the payment method, and just review the order and just wait until the, you know, confirm the purchase once the, the merchant has shipped and fulfilled the order. And mm-hmm. all you have to do is just say that you received it. I believe, like, we've had a lot of questions with people asking us, oh, but what if a buyer and wants to malicious, like, received it, but just lies saying that they didn't, mm-hmm. right? And I believe that there are just good people who want to have this type of new technology into the world. So I don't feel like there will be a lot of malicious attacks. Even though mm-hmm. if there is, we do have those precautions there just in case. Right, right. Makes sense. Yeah, so I have to, uh, if I understand you correctly, I have to have, if I'm a Web3 user, for example, I have to have a uh, Kepler wallet or Leap yeah. wallet or whatever Kepler, to, uh, yes. to be able to, yeah, so to be able to check out. Yeah. If I'm a Web2 user, uh, I have no Kepler wallet or whatsoever, I have no idea what it is. Is it possible for me to check out? Yeah, so what we products? want to do is try to integrate with Cato. And I find, you know, you can put in your information, get your put in credit card information and just receive your cryptocurrency right away. That's the easiest way to do it for new users. Mm. And you can get your crypto within minutes and it'll be in your Kepler wallet right away. Mm. So that's, I guess, what we wanted to do to bring in those Web2 normies. But I find the way, the route that we're trying to go is getting people used to the idea to buy and sell with crypto. And focus on Web3 communities and protocols and influencers since the foundation is already there. Once mm. the idea and society gets used to, I mean, certain money transmission laws can change within the next couple of years. We don't really mm. know. But once that happens and the, the regular people of the world who start using it, then I guess that's when Cato integration can be met or set, even before then. But it takes time to get normal people adapted to this type of new digital currency yeah yeah that makes sense yeah and i, I guess uh, it's hard to cater to both uh, from the beginning at least especially as uh, on ramps are still being built very much i think uh, it's been many years but um, i think there's still a lot of work to do uh, to yeah. build nice on ramps that are easy for uh, non-crypto native users to uh, to understand and wrap their head around and i guess um, that's not really a problem that you're solving. Uh, obviously, you are affected by the problem or the lack of a solution. Yeah. Um, but I think Cato, as you mentioned, is, uh, is definitely doing a, uh, a, jo- a well-done job uh, compared to, to the other solutions out there. So it uh, makes sense to integrate with, uh, with Cato, um, definitely. So talk to us a bit about the, uh, the different shops, perhaps, that you are already starting to set up you you talked about different partnerships also but uh, but yeah talks about talk about the shops first and then how you leverage the different uh, ibc technologies as you also alluded to uh, earlier yeah sure so first is going to be uh noble and they're essentially just going to be selling friendship bracelets to the community they have it attached to their um nft if i believe so mm-hmm. essentially what would happen is they would buy it with the, the friends token. And so what we're, Swift as what we're doing is we're doing a, 
the the self guard and swift guard um, partnership. And essentially, self guard is an Ethereum platform. They're they're not the sell, they're not opening up their own e commerce store. But essentially, what self guard provides is encryption APIs and tooling to allow Web two or Web three developers to build, enhance, and secure UI and UX. We decided to retool this for Cosmos applications, notably for shipping addresses handled by Swift protocol. So having mm. encrypted shipping information on chain and having keys for the the merchant and the buyer to have to get access to those. Mm. Okay. And the other partnerships, I mean, we've had discussions with Croncat and a few other stores that we're vetting on, but still like under the clothes. But like a variety of items from actual merchandise of like t-shirts to bracelets to uh, rugs, like floor rugs, carpets. Mm-hmm. So those are gonna be like the early, and we wanted like a, a diversity of certain niche products. And then once people, I mean, I find that the best products would be actual merchandise, like community merchandise, like yeah. having a, a Cosmo Club uh, hat or uh, or a sweater, and just play around with those because I find the 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 fashion industry is one of the growing industries in the world, part of yeah. e-commerce. Definitely, definitely. Sweet. And how do you leverage? Um, so obviously you guys are using Juno Network or deployed on Juno Network, uh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So how do you use the uh, the broader ecosystem using IPC and, and all that? Perhaps uh, talk to us about how you leverage the uh, the Cosmos tech here. Sure thing. So we're enabling you know communication and data transfers between different blockchains within the Cosmos ecosystem and leveraging IBC for Swift can expand its reach and improve the functionality to and enhance the user experience. So we're using cross-chain token transfers using IBC. Swift can, you know, seamless token transfers between different blockchains in the Cosmos ecosystem. This allows the users to transfer their assets easily and quickly, enhancing the user experience and providing additional utility for the Swift token. Mm. Uh, cross-chain swaps and liquidity pools. So IBC, you know, Swift can facilitate cross-chain swaps and create liquidity pools that interchain with other blockchains in the ecosystem. This can increase, for example, the availability of trading pairs and reduce slippage and improve overall liquidity for the users. Hmm. Another one, we're trying to figure out a way for like NFT marketplaces. So we can use IBC to create interoperable NFT marketplaces that allow users to trade and manage NFTs across different blockchains. And this would enable more diverse NFT offerings and increase the overall utility of the platform. Hmm. I see. Sweet. Also, like the- cross, you know, biggest thing also, governance. So we can use IBC, allowing token holders on different Cosmos-based chains to participate in decision-making process. And that would foster more of a decentralized and democratic environment for the platform's yeah. development and management. Yeah, makes sense. And I I was just curious, um, there's nobody else doing this? Like, it, it just seems like such a big market. market. I know, yeah. we're first to market. The way we're doing it, the, like how we're doing it, the Shopify way, we are first, mm-hmm. like, I haven't heard any other uh, protocol doing it the way we are. Mm-hmm. There are obviously payment methods that you can do with crypto, mm-hmm. but they don't have the security like how we do, I find. I mean, we're really trying to take care 
of the users on the platform because there's things that that you can do in a centralized world that if you wanted a refund you can easily get your refund but in crypto you can't really do it so that's where we've implemented a dispute system where validators on the network are incentivized to um sorry dry mouth give me a sec No worries. That happens to all of us, yeah. including myself. I'm sitting here with my uh, night cup of tea. <laughs> so back to what I was saying, validators play a key role in resolving disputes. The same validators that verify the blocks on the Juno network are incentivized with a portion of the transaction fee to resolve disputes. Mm-hmm. So let's say a set of nine Juno network validators must deposit an amount before gaining access to the dispute data. And then the majority of the validators will split the prize while the losing side will have their deposits burned, for example. Hmm. And then once the dispute is resolved, the winning side will recover the funds. The seller was in the wrong, the buyer will recover their payment. And if the buyer submitted a fake report, because that can happen, you can receive the proper item and just say, I want my money back. Yeah. Then the buyer submits a fake report, the funds will continue to the seller. And you hmm. just have to submit proof. So disputes will also impact the user's trust score. Losing a dispute counts as five thumbs down, significantly hmm. like affecting your trust score. And picture your trust score as your credit score. It's essentially everything. It's your credibility. And nice. this proves your credibility on blockchain. I think that's uh, clever. Win, yeah, thank you. If you win a dispute, it, you don't yield any extra points. You just get your funds. Yeah. And, Have you, yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, because I... Uh, when it comes to trust and online identity and, and all these different things, um, there's pretty cool projects happening in Cosmos already. Checked, you might uh, have heard about. Um, they do a lot within uh, online identities. It's a Cosmos project as well. Um, so if you're curious and if there's a potential partnership that uh, could happen there, um, just feel free to to let us know. We are quite close to the checked guys. Um, Perfect. So if uh, if it makes sense for you guys also, yeah. um, but talk to us about the uh, the Noble partnership. I mean, Noble is uh, most known, I guess, for bringing native USDC to um, to Cosmos, and I can already imagine that's the number one priority also for you guys having uh-huh. people easily being able to spend USDC or yeah. stablecoins in general in Cosmos. But uh, is that the, the the main goal, or is it the yeah? Talk to us about the partnership, basically. The the main goal for having USDC. Or the main goal with the the partnership, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, For us, honestly, it's a way to show off our technology and giving it, giving it to an active uh, seller, and it's good Mm. marketing for us. Like, it's not a paid partnership; it's nothing that's just they wanted certain infrastructure that we can provide, Mm -hmm. and it's just conversations that we had like that. So for us, it's more of a marketing getting natural growth from the community, good feedback as we're looking all over Twitter. I mean, the people really like what Noble's doing, bringing USDC assets yeah. on Cosmos, and Swift can really benefit from that. Definitely, definitely. I think everybody in Cosmos is uh, is anticipating the day when we have uh, uh, native USDC or native stablecoins in general. Um, I mean, Axelor, I think Axelor is doing a noble, pun intended, a noble job. Um, but um, obviously having uh, this sort of bridge solution is uh, 
is risky, right? I mean, we've seen it. Um, I think Axler has some pretty stellar technology and uh, security mechanisms to prevent any hacks from happening. Yeah. But it is still an attack vector. I, and if Axler gets compromised, I mean, that would be detrimental to uh, to Cosmos in general. So um, yeah. having native stable coins like uh, USDC via Noble is, is definitely something that can remove at least that uh, attack vector for anyone who wants to do harm to the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, yeah, so uh, I think very exciting partnership and in general, very excited about native US, USDC <laughs> coming to Cosmos. As well, thank you. <laughs> it's really, so, uh, it's, you know, it's a strategic partnership that we have and mm. we're looking forward, like even conversations that we've had with Croncats. Croncat has a great community and leveraging, let's say, auto-renewal payments that we, that can be used as, like, subscription services, right? As mm-hmm. I mentioned, like, we don't have that, and that idea can be fostered into it later on into the year, even next year. Right now, we want to give the product out for free, get as much users onto the platform. And, like, even with our airdrop, we don't want to do, like, a traditional airdrop where we just give out a bunch of tokens, mm-hmm. and then people just sell them what we want to do is bring in at least early on users onto the platform merchants, give them, let's say $500 worth of Swift tokens that can cover, let's say their own shipping costs. And for buyers provide them, let's say a hundred dollars worth of Swift tokens to shop around the market. Because once we go live, we're expected to have anywhere between five to 10 active stores. Mm. which is a good amount and we're excited to move forward and see how that summer goes you know we're joseph and i are expected to be going to um awesome awesome in mm. berlin and also the nebular paris right mm-hmm. after that so those are two big events in in for that summer that's gonna be really crucial and for networking and marketing getting people onboarded onto the platform and also, we're really excited. I mean, the announcement was yesterday for the dates for Istanbul for Cosmoverse. So we're also looking forward for that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Talk to us a bit about the uh, sort of broader e-commerce um, movement or ecosystem. You say that there's nobody who's doing like exactly what you're doing, but there must be somebody out there uh, beyond also Cosmos for that matter who has been considering at least bringing e-commerce uh, on chain, I know, for example, uh, Kujira is a Kujira network. You might yeah. know um, they're doing at least some. They're trying to do some partnerships with uh, various different traditional finance institutions. I wouldn't say that they're e-commerce focused, but I know from uh, Dove, the founder of Kujira, we had on multiple times actually. Um, they're very much looking to uh, to partner up and get e-commerce going because they have this Sona wallet that they are launching. I think at the end of this month, so it's just around the corner, I guess. Um, and what they want to do is to create uh, a wallet that can actually be used for for real use cases, like actually purchasing stuff in the real world, not having to use a Crypto.com card or Binance card yeah. or whatever, but yeah. an actual wallet that you hold on your phone. Uh, yeah. I guess with that, you, you would have to match at least having real-life stores, whether they're uh, brick-and-mortar or online, to have that payment process, right? That or a partnership with you guys. Um, so yep. that's sort of a question uh, I have. I, I kind of swooped in there <laughs> if you are working with Kujira because that's something also I, I know Dove and, and the whole Kujira team is exploring these different options. I don't know the details, but 
I just know that they're looking into this a lot. Yeah, I mean, we haven't heard much from Kajura. Uh, we did hear from, I think they're called ONFT. They're working on something with e-commerce, but hmm. they're really not that in development. So, like, for us, we're ahead of the game than from everyone else, which hmm. is still a good thing to be first to market. Definitely, definitely. But talk to us about the broader, like, what do you see yeah, in this de- yeah. e-commerce movement? Because I'm sure it's going to happen, right? I yeah, mean, sure. it, it has to. If a blockchain yeah. becomes mainstream, it has to happen, right? So mm-hmm. so where so are we now and where do you see? For, yeah. yeah, The broader movement for uh, decentralized e-commerce is a response to the growing demand for more transparent, secure, and equitable online marketplaces. Uh, so like as e-commerce continues to dominate the retail industry, because since COVID-19, since the pandemic started, online shopping has grown close to, if not past 300%. Hmm. So people are seeking alternatives to centralized platforms, which are often criticized for their lack of transparency and data privacy concerns and unfair practices that favor large corporations Hmm. over small businesses and individuals. So the e-commerce movement aims to address these concerns by leveraging blockchain and decentralized principles. And, you know, there, here are like a, a few elements for this broader movement. I mean, we got, decentralized governance we have peer-to-peer transactions transparent and secure transactions and censorship resistant so us as a company we're like we're only gonna be taking a percentage off verified sellers and swift protocol like we mentioned with akash before we're not we're not hosting the site we're just a tool that provides the infrastructure to create and list your products so your site on akash can be taken down if there were, let's say, illegal goods listed up, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You know, there also, has to be there has to be some mechanism there, right? Because yeah. people put all, all kinds of shit <laughs> up yeah. on the internet, so uh, yeah, I there mean, has to be some mechanism. That's what the biggest worry was. Like we had early on questions, concerns also about uh, there was this one company that they shut down. I think two thousand nineteen or twenty twenty, but. It was basically decentralized technology and just paying. It was like the black market of crypto, essentially. Mm. I forget what their name was. It's off the top of my head, but they got taken down because there were certain securities that didn't get matched. And, you know, people were just buying drugs and guns and we don't really <laughs> want that. Yeah. Silk Road, I think you're referring to. There we if go. that's yeah, the yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 he's still in jail uh, i can't remember yeah. his name now but there's a big documentary about him and, and all that stuff so uh, yeah we don't want to go down that path again yeah so that's <laughs> why like we're vetting early on merchants on see what their mm. products are and giving them that verified trust score mm. and then that's how we make from our business model that's how we're going to be taking one to two percent off their transactions mm. i see because if it happens, let's say we were to take one from an unverified seller that and you can get verified within honestly less than twenty four hours. Values would go, someone would manually check what the what the shop is, what they're selling, and if it's all good, then they become verified. Hmm. But if they're yeah. not and if someone sold illegal goods and we profited from it, then we get I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. Can I say the F word? Can I say the F bomb? Probably not. Anyways, we can get screwed over. If we're to you, profit from an illegal good sale, you you can definitely drop some f bombs uh, here. Yeah. I've I've done that multiple times, so uh, <laughs> no problem for us. <laughs> Perfect. 
Um, but yeah, the more I think about this problem, I'm sure you guys have thought about it way more than I have, but the more that I think about it, the more it becomes like a trust sort of review yeah. um, I, I've problem. Said, I've always said the core of Swift isn't an e-commerce platform. Mm. It's a trust score. It's a trust protocol, essentially. Yeah. yeah. You're creating trust through trustless transactions and giving yourself credibility mm. with a unknown identity. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, and and it's in in some cases or in in a way, it's uh, it's a bit contradictory to what blockchain and decentralization stands for, right? Like, uh, no barriers to entry. Anyone can yeah. open up a wallet. Nobody has to verify themselves or KYC themselves. Yeah. So it's a bit of a, I wouldn't say gray area, but uh, it's a difficult problem to tackle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. And, we and maybe that's why KYC. nobody else is doing it. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Yeah, exactly. Like we didn't want to do KYC because no one really, you know, if the whole point of blockchain is having your data secured, then what's the point of KYC? That's why we thought about these other mm. ideas, the trust score disputes, having these things resolved for us with our smart contracts and with the validators set in place. Mm. I mean, our, our biggest thing that we're really excited for is our um, Swift Guard feature, right? How I mentioned having the integration with Kepler. Have we mm. spoken about that? Nope. You mentioned okay. Kepler, but uh, yeah. I don't think you mentioned this. Okay, so this is new alpha that we just announced not too long ago. But Swift Protocol is introducing a solution to secure user shipping information without exposing it on chain by integrating SelfGuard with a new feature called SwiftGuard and innovating the approach to ensure the seamless transactions of sensitive information between parties while maintaining privacy and security. Hmm. would you okay. like to would you like me to go like how it works yeah short please do okay so essentially first it's integrating yourself with kepler wallet so you know swift we retooled self-guard to support encryption using uh, kepler wallet this allows mm -hmm. users on the juno network and other cosmos blockchains to easily encrypt sensitive information and grant authority to users smart contracts and applications to use their data hmm SwiftGuard is also a new data encryption API developed by us. Users can utilize Swift, uh, the SwiftGuard to allow specific users or applications to access their data. For instance, a user can authorize a DAO to access their email address and to send notifications. That's another good thing. It's now receiving, knowing your information, whether you received an item, got an order, your order's been fulfilled, it's in tracking, you can get notifications through either phone or email. Mm. Uh, sharing also, the third thing would be yeah, sharing information securely. So leveraging Beautiful. this new tech to enable buyers to quickly share their shipping information with sellers in a secure manner. The encrypted data ensures that sensitive information is not exposed on chain, protecting mm -hmm. the user's privacy. Because you don't want your wallet address matched with your shipping address, which has your first, your last name, and your address. And then mm. that's how you can get hacked, essentially, if it's one way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, man, this the devil's in the detail, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, There's just so much to flesh out. It, you know, when, when you hear about it the first time, you know, uh, e-commerce on-chain, I think most people just like, duh, I mean, why hasn't that happened already, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's the issue here? Uh, What's the big barrier? But now, the more I hear you speak about your solution and the different problems that you have to work through, 
man, it, it just becomes a behemoth of uh, of issues. It's a it's a big challenge, really. Yeah, and I, I the last thing I forgot to mention for SwiftGuard is the automatic revocation of authority. So once an order item has been shipped to access, you know, and the authority to access the buyer's shipping information is automatically revoked. This hmm. ensures that sellers no longer have access to the buyer's sensitive data, further enhancing privacy and security. Hmm. Yeah. You can just see that the wallet bought it, everything is good, there's no dispute, and yeah, there's no conjunction, you know, SwiftGuard in conjunction with SelfGuard, Swift Protocol provides a secure and efficient way for users to share information. Hmm. And there's a lot of, I mean, other people can leverage this type of tech. I mean, Stargaze can use it for their NFTs, right? Getting hmm. notification when an item for, at least for creators, when an order has been bought, when an NFT has been bought, or if the floor price has changed. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Little things that you can implement and add to certain parameters to enhance this new technology. I find this is the start of it, but once people have better uh, use cases for it for even their own, they can add it, add it in, and expand on it, and it can be used throughout the cosmos. Hmm. Yeah. How are you um, considering NFTs in all this? I know you have multiple partnerships and bringing on multiple communities uh, to your uh, to Swift protocol basically using NFTs but is that like the um, the the primary focus that you will have uh, both now and in the future or um, or is it just sort of an easy plug and play way of getting getting things going basically I find it can be an easy way to just play around um, hmm. I mean, NFT creators can create merchandise, have their store up. More utility to your customers who hold your NFT, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you can perhaps maybe uh, buy with an NFT, but eh, it gets wishy-washy around that type of um, world. So I guess right now, like for creators having e-commerce, like NFT creators, and have more utility using e-commerce. Mm, yeah, true. Super. So, uh, how does the roadmap look like from uh, from you guys? You you're shipping a lot. I mean, just a quick glance yeah. on the Twitter uh, that anyone listening to this uh, open if you, if they fire up your Twitter, there's there's a lot going on. So, um, yeah, maybe talk to us about uh, where you are now and. Then where you're heading in the in the short term because I think the long term is going to be very difficult to say. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, at this the long point. term is hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, short term, okay. So the protocol would be launching end of quarter two of this year. And that focuses on peer-to-peer -peer transactions, business to consumer transactions. We mm. do have we want to create Swift services, which essentially is like Fiverr getting mm. freelance workers to post up listings and getting paid with cryptocurrency, having contracts already set in place. Mm. Um, as, and that focuses on business to business transactions. And once you build that ecosystem and connect those two um, infrastructures together, if you're an e-commerce store that has a manufacturer that wants to get paid in crypto, whether it's a print on demand service for your merchandise, let's say drop shipping. So, you order on my site for shipping for, mm -hmm. for a shirt. I get it 
print on demand by, let's say, Space Merch DAO, which we've had conversations with. Mm-hmm. And they can ship the item to you. And I'm like that middleman. That's how you can create that drop shipping aspect. And I, they get paid in crypto and I get paid for the item that I marketed out to the user. Hmm. So it's creating that world of bartering and using with crypto. Makes sense. Makes sense. Any other things you want to spill on the roadmap? Um, you already uh, mentioned a few Apple, but uh, I want to give you the chance because I, I know a lot of things yeah, is going on. So uh, yeah, um, <laughs> whether we want to do our own app chain launch because we do want to do that. We just want to get the Juno community up and running. And mm-hmm. I find once we launch, we figure maybe twelve to eighteen months later we'd have our app chain launch. So let's say. We're to launch by June of this year. 18 months later will be December of 2024. Hmm. Yeah, I see. Just out of curiosity, um, I forgot to ask earlier. Sorry about that. But um, why did you guys decide to build on Juno? Um, I know, of course, your co-founder was very fond of uh, Cosmos, but there's a lot of uh, ecosystems and uh, and chains in Cosmos. So, so why Juno in the first place? Juno's a really good community. I mean, the, their developers are very determined. So, like, building Swift on Juno has many advantages that can contribute to the success of decentralized mm-hmm. e-commerce platforms, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the smart contracts, the smart contract platform, you know, Juno's powerful smart contract platform built on the Cosmos SDK provides more of a robust and flexible environment for developing and deploying smart contracts. Yeah. Uh, interoperability. So the key features of the Cosmos ecosystem, which Juno is a part of, it's interoperability through IBC. And Mm. this enables seamless communication and transfers of assets between different blockchains and networks. And Mm. the scalability of Juno's infrastructure is designed to handle large numbers of transactions efficiently. And thanks to its modular architecture design, I guess you you can call it, like the scalability is crucial for Swift. Yeah. to accommodate the growth of its users and the transaction volume over time. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, hats off to, to Juno in general and what they're building. I yeah. think uh, the price action of the token is not doing just to uh, to all the effort that the team is doing. But um, yeah, Juno is awesome. We uh, we love the guys and uh, very humble people, I yeah, think. They, they uh, are. I mean, Jake and the team are very, very good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, let's give uh, Juno some love. I know uh, yeah. people have been, uh, at least if you look at the price of Juno, uh, the, the token, uh, people have been almost losing faith. Losing faith. Yeah. But um, what I see, at least from my chair, is um, just a bunch of people, uh, the community just keep building, uh, ignoring any negative <laughs> connotations or any negative price action. Forward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, that's I think where the winners, the true winners, are gonna be uh, come up uh, in the next. I'm cycle. really excited for this next cycle. Yeah, and and it's good even for Swift. I mean, we're building in a bear market. Yeah, which is like we want to get the product out. So then, once the next cycle happens, we're just yeah. we want to see. I don't I, I don't even <laughs> know what to expect honestly, because Cosmos itself hasn't reached that mainstream attention. I mean, the whole mm-hmm. ecosystem hasn't reached that mainstream attention like how other blockchains have. Ethereum, Bitcoin, yeah. Solana, Polkadot. There's really, really good upside. I mean, Cosmos right now is in the top 20 token mm-hmm. assets. 
Mm-hmm. It could be a top 10 within this next cycle. Amen to that. Amen to that. And it should be. I it mean, be. we uh, we keep joking sometimes uh, on our channel, on our Twitter, um, that we're still early. I know we're number 22 or something like that on coin market cap in terms of market cap- capitalization. But, I mean, Doge and some all kinds of ridiculous projects, <laughs> if you ask us, yeah. are still like way up there compared to, yeah. to Adam. So uh, hopefully uh, the next cycle will solve that. Yeah. 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 So the next cycle, hopefully we will see Adam uh, reaching their true potential in terms of price action, uh, getting at least in the top 10. I think that's. Um, oh, yeah. For yeah, sure. I mean, I was hard. looking at the Bitcoin price the other day. Personally, the price should not be at 28,000. It just, mm-hmm. it, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. For like for me, I think Bitcoin right now should be at twenty one, twenty two thousand, mm-hmm. and I find it's gonna drop all the way down to like fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's very. Time to buy. I mean, I, I can't wait to buy at that price. <laughs> I think a lot of people are anticipating yeah. this. Maybe that's why the price is uh, as it is. It's right? just I find right now it's a fake out, especially I mean XRP. The hype's doing good, mm-hmm. but we still have to see what's gonna happen. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of, you know. Decisions like that that we hope for aren't really made by us. It's made mm-hmm. by banks, institutions, government. We'll see. We'll see what the future holds. But we're excited. Yeah, yeah and that's what the that's what it's complicated these days. I mean, the banking sector is just completely messed up. It seems um, we don't know exactly where we're going, and at the same time, people are waking up more and more to the fact that the central banks and the whole system around central banking is just not working out for the masses. So we need something that is decentralized, something that is independent of any centralized institution. Bitcoin and crypto in general seems like a good alternative to that. But um, yeah, there's just a lot of turmoil. And um, yeah, maybe we'll see prices going uh, plummeting like crazy. Or the other way, people will just pile into Bitcoin and uh, and crypto in general because yep. they can see more and more that central bank is just not working out, kicking the can down the road. Yeah. But let's see. Let's see. Time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> you know, what we I, know is that every four years we will get a new, a new cycle, uh, at yeah. least in Bitcoin terms. So uh, that has been programmed in. So we can all count on that at least. In. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. So let's uh, let's allow ourselves uh, here at the end to uh, to dream a little bit. So assume that everything works out uh, with Swift Protocol. You execute beautifully all the different things on your roadmap. Uh, people are starting to wake up, just like they're waking up to Bitcoin. They start to wake up to e-commerce, decentralized e-commerce. How does Swift Protocol and e-commerce, I guess, in general, look like? Let's say five years from now. Oof, that's. Uh... That's a good question. I mean, if if Swift protocol is successful and executes its roadmap and continues to innovate, mm-hmm. then I see that there is a widespread adoption as the mm-hmm. platform matures and gains recognition. It can see widespread adoption amongst merchants, buyers emerging from preferred alternative to traditional centralized e-commerce platforms, right? The mm-hmm. diverse ecosystem from sort of protocol could foster a rich, uh, a rich environment, I guess, or like foster a rich and diverse ecosystem of partners, including payment process, 
supply chain solutions, NFT platforms, other blockchain projects, uh, it, so on and so forth. You know, creating new opportunities for users. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's the catchphrase, really, and uh, what, what people should take away from this yeah. is that e-commerce is taking away Sorry, e-commerce. Sorry, is uh, is giving new opportunities to people all around the world. That's what e-commerce enabled originally. But now, just like anything on the internet in Web two right now, it's just been sort of centralized amongst yeah. a few, a handful of different, typically American companies, yeah. which are just um, becoming more and more powerful if mm-hmm. we just continue on this path. And the uh, <laughs> the red pill. To, to this um, the alternative the route yeah. is, uh, is is web is web free and uh, decentralizing all this uh, yeah. not having these centralized institutions and that's where Swift protocol might play a, a very very key part I think yeah like I find the biggest thing for us to achieve and it might be also one of the hardest things to achieve is the regulatory compliance right hmm. so like Swift protocol could actively work to comply with global regulations, ensuring its long-term viability and fostering trust amongst users and authorities. That's the mm-hmm. biggest thing we need in the future. It's trust with authorities. Mm-hmm. Us seeing as a solution for e-commerce, not bad for e-commerce. Mm-hmm. It's just something we'd have to prove. When that time comes, we'll be ready for sure. Amen to that. Amen to that. So is there anything you want to leave the community with tonight or today? Um, anything that we missed out um, that you want to spill before we close this thing off? Um, about everything, even new alpha. So uh, if you guys want to shop around <laughs> using Swift infrastructure, wait till April 12th for Noble. And that's when at least you can buy the first product using crypto. It will be bracelets, friendship bracelets. Because we're all friends in this community. We want the same future. So, yeah, I think that's good. Thank you for having me. Right on, man. Right on. You guys are on your way, and uh, it will be very interesting to follow. I'm sure this is not the last time that we hear from no. you guys. So no. uh, We'll be glad to join again. Awesome. Awesome. Crossing fingers, man. So uh, thank you so much for coming on and being so generous Thanks with your time. Me. And uh, looking forward to have you back, man. Perfect. Thank you very much. Take care. Ciao. Bye.